0: Music's going. You just...
1: The music is going, Carnes.
0: So well, am I live? You're live. Hi everybody. <laughs> I'm now nervous.
2: Is he live or is he Memorex?
1: <laughs> hey, I'm Kyle Oki. And I'm Jason Hansen. And you are listening to the agronomous happy hour podcast.
3: Rock and roll. That's why they took vodka over there. <laughs> You're better off spraying the vodka on those last words.
0: <laughs> Drought
1: is no fun to endure. It's the devil's right hand. <laughs> <hungry. laughs> oh no, involved? that's beer. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the Agronomist Happy Hour. So, we are live currently recording this the day before Agronomy on Ice, and we are at the Agronomist Happy Hour first annual virtual ice fishing derby. So, got a lot of cool things going on today. We're actually in the ice shack, so we apologize if you can hear the humming of a generator, but we got to keep our podcast equipment going somehow. Yeah, an unfavorable turn of events happened where we had absolute freezing rain last night. Making everything a skating rink around the Devil's Lake area and made it tougher for people to travel in. But some people braved the elements, actually made their way in, some uh, later than others. But <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, get to that story here in a second because mm-hmm. we have got a group of friends around for this one today. Uh, this will actually be a rendition of uh, KMUT Radio, so KMUT, 1320 AM. So uh, any All mutton, all day. So anyone that's ever uh, listened to the 1320 AM podcast before, you may know one of our guests. But before we get to uh, any more fun and shenanigans about the day, let's just hear a word from our sponsors. Are you a consultant that's looking for a better way to organize your day? Or your life? Are you a farmer that's looking for a way to keep better field records? Or get your hired help to the right fields? Gosh, that would be important. You know, Jason, there's a tool that's called FarmQA that could do a really good job of that. Kyle,
3: they build digital tools for agronomy.
1: That's what I hear, but don't take our word for it. CropLife has listed FarmQA as a top
3: agricultural tool for the last two years. And they're based right here in Fargo, North Dakota. And you can find them on farmqa.com, FarmQA on Twitter. And who do we always say to find out for more information?
1: That'd be our good friend Ben Munson.
3: He will hook you up. Check him out.
1: Boy, I am excited to see Ben and the crew at Farm QA. They're supposed to have craft beer from the Fargo-Moorhead area, I so know. that'll be that'll be pretty cool.
3: It reminds me of a shirt that I saw that I have to get. There's this, this shirt, and it's got all these beers on it, and the, and the letters say, I do crafts. <laughs>
2: which it's not
3: quilt. It's not quilting. It's, it's not uh, anything else like that. So that's, that's my kind of crafts.
1: <laughs> Perfect. So back to the podcasting side of things. Uh, anyone need a beer before we get going? Hey, can I get a beer?
3: All right. Well, on look. the
0: 12 <laughs> beers of <are> Christmas. <laughs>
3: there you go. Don't hurt yourself. I, I'd like to, I should start with a Garrison Keeler quote here right off the bat. When they started Prairie Home Companion, Well, it's been a quiet week in Devil's Lake, North Dakota, my hometown, out there on the edge of the
2: prairie, (laughs) which is not
3: a lie, right? No. And uh, yeah, we got a a crew of us sitting in our ice house. We've been fishing the tournament, and uh, we've had some minor technical difficulties with Mr. Paul Tracy, but he is uh, on the leaderboard as the northern leader at this point. Yes. Right? Hey, this is Paul Tracy talking. To quote Garrison
2: Keeler, I have caught the largest northern pike caught yet today. And I brought my frozen vegetables and I dropped a pea down the hole. And when he came up to take a pea, I had him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's
3: been that kind of day out here, yeah. I guess we've had that. Uh, we got uh, Mr. Greg Dahl with us as well. I'm really pleased
4: to be here. I'm just having a great time. And tomorrow, I am one of the judges of old-time egg swag.
3: Yeah, that's gonna be a good. We got some. We got some stuff that people brought for that. That's like, where did they find this stuff? And then you remember just how uh, clothing was designed, and some of the logos and how they put it on clothing. Some of it is up for auction. Some of it is just to be observed and admired, and and to have a conversation. Where'd you get that? Oh. My dad, this Jay Raider, his dad sold seed. Trojan seed was the, a brand that they sold. And so he really likes this old idea that Peter Ness uh, brought up, and that's what we did. And, and Peter, he's in the house just to the east of us here. He's uh, got his uh, shirt on that says, I'm here for the left side, he's wearing Crocs today in the, uh, in the ice <laughs> house. <laughs> so uh, everybody's pretty relaxed. Uh, the fishing today... Hasn't been that great. Uh, we've had this huge uh, weather front come through, and like Kyle said, we got uh, January 31st, we got, like, a lot of rain, and it turned everything to ice, and then the wind picked up to probably 50 miles an hour, and the highways were terrible, and even out here, we couldn't really, we just found a spot where everybody's kind of parked, and that's where we decided to fish because it's too much hassle to move stuff around.
1: Well, speaking of all the wind and nasty weather and all that, uh, all of us here had made it either during that happening or just prior to, except for our friend Karnis over here, who, uh, you know, completes our KMUT, KMUT 1320 AM radio station, so.
0: Yeah, it was it was a challenge, you know, getting over here. Uh, I, I got to appreciate that, you know, being in the Chinook belt, belt of uh, the world, how lovely it is when we get high winds and no snow. And, you know, even though visibility can be bad with dust and dirt, uh, when you get into the snow and, uh, yeah, you turn corners and you can't see the two feet in front of you, It, it you know, it's time to take a nap. That, uh, <laughs> and that's all I can say is, you know, we, we had to sleep oh. along the side of the road. <laughs> so so
1: let's, let's back up a second, and I want you to explain this a little more for mm-hmm. everyone listening that hasn't actually been with us all day today, mm. and and we're going to Carnis and his wife Rizelle were planning on showing up last night. What What did you guys
0: originally plan? Ten o'clock. Yeah, we estimated ten o'clock if we left Lewistown at noon.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think we got a text message at ten o'clock saying, <laughs> "Hey, yeah, we uh, we finally
0: just hit Williston. It's uh, <laughs>
1: it looks a little snowy. We'll see how things go."
0: Yeah, well, I think I, I earlier it said a text saying it's going to be later than that because yep. we really didn't leave uh, Lewistown till closer to two in the afternoon. So. We were already two hours behind schedule, but, you know, the wind was, even in, in Montana, the wind was, you know, 50, 60 miles an hour, so we had great gas mileage, I will say. You know, our fuel efficiency was top on, but uh, but then, yeah, we hit Williston and started heading north, and, yeah, things went sideways about that time. It, it was, we, uh, it took us probably, I don't know how far Ray is from Williston, but. Not very far. 30 miles, maybe. Maybe, if If that. If that yeah it probably took us an hour and a half to get to Wil to, to ray and uh and that was when when we finally you know were following a convoy of about four or five vehicles that we know of in front of us and and uh but then at ray everybody turned off except for one vehicle and uh yeah so we tried to keep up with them and they apparently knew the road better than i did and we quickly lost them in the snow <clears throat> and so finally we uh I don't know how far we were out, but it couldn't have been more than three miles uh, east of, of Ray, and we're like, we're done. I can't see the road. We can't. My wife's leaning out the window. Couldn't get the window down at that point, so she couldn't Hold even up. get the window down to look outside. Didn't know where we were on the highway, and I finally said, we're done. And so we pulled off the side of the road, and we said, I guess we're staying here until it either blows over or we wake up in the morning. <laughs> and yeah, pretty much we woke up in the morning. <laughs>
3: But there, yeah. but there was still traffic, you said. That oh, yeah, couldn't. hell,
0: we had people going by us that were like trucks and stuff, and you're like, so we, we finally, we did make it another couple miles down the road, I will say that, yeah. We woke up around 3 in the morning, and, and this, because when we finally quit, it was probably midnight, I think, when we finally said, yeah, we're done. And so about 3 in the morning, we my wife wakes me up and said, hey, babe, babe, hey, look, I, I think we can, you know, it's cleared up. All right, so we I put her in gear and we start heading and I I don't think we got half a mile down the road and it, pretty soon it turned to shit again and we're like, yeah, this is not going to work. And so we finally parked off the road as far as we could and I said this isn't going to happen. We're just going to have to stay here and so but I I couldn't believe the number about I wouldn't say we were there maybe 15 minutes and this pickup comes by and and I don't know what, what he thought. At first, he pulled in right behind us, like we were on the road. And I'm like, we're not on the road. I mean, we're off the hazard, you know, pull-off emergency mm-hmm. area, you know. We're on the other side of the strip. And they kind of pulled up behind us, and they're like, well, wait, you guys aren't moving. So, so they, you know, they went around us. And as soon as they went around us, they went maybe, I don't think, 100 yards. And they were mm-hmm. in the right side of the ditch. <laughs> And then pretty soon they're like, Oh shit, this isn't where this isn't the road. So they, you know, they pearled up, pretty soon they pull up out of that and they go all the way across the road into the left side of the ditch. Oh, shit. oh, oh, oh no. Because <laughs> like, you couldn't see where the road was. I mean literally there was you could not see where the road was. And I'm like, Well that's why we're here. And yeah. hence, yeah, that's yeah. why
1: you were parked on the side of the road <laughs> sleeping it out.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it was funnier now. We were like, ah, dude, and they disappeared into the fog. I have no idea. Where they went, you know, at whether they made it to their destination or not.
1: Yeah, so this weather has been something else. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, when so we were... got here at 9 today or 10. Yep. Yeah, today. Yeah, just 12 hours later. Just 12 hours later. No big deal.
3: <laughs> well, when we were we were coming in here, uh, we uh, had to go back to my house and pick up 66, 66 cases of uh, Ludafisk lager yeah. to bring out here because we're going to be selling that at Agronomy on Ice. So me and Paul Tracy, uh, we go uh, lift that all. Put I don't know how much, probably half of it in the inside of my cab, probably the other half in the back of my truck. And it's it's raining. Got the windshield wipers on. It's January thirty first. So we're gonna head out to back to Woodland Resort. It's been raining now for probably at least an hour or an hour and a half. And we get behind this Glacier Fish House, and I'm kind of wondering if that is the fish house that's getting auctioned. And they turned going to Woodland, and we we were behind him, and I, I was kind of close, but we were going so, kind of slow, and Kyle passes us, or he oncoming pass.
1: I saw you guys oncoming, and, and prior to seeing these two, I was just getting out of what they call the 100-acre woods at Woodland mm-hmm. Resort. And so, North Dakota, as you can imagine, we don't have a lot of trees. But where you do have trees, and you get as much snow as we do, it catches everywhere. And so this 100-acre woods, which is the last, oh, let's call it, the last mile into Woodland Resort on Creole Bay in Devil's Lake is all compacted snow, and it, it has varying topography, so it's up and down hills, around curves. It's 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 bordering a lakeshore, and it had just had been raining hours now at this point, and Jason and Paul were coming back with this load of lutefisk lager. I was taking off to get uh, my side-by-side, so I had just dropped off a fish house, so I had everything here for the week. As I'm heading out, I run into two vehicles, oncoming, thankfully, a lot farther ahead than where I was, and they spin out into traffic and just get stuck. And And it slows everything way down. And And so anyways, I knew it was very slippery, and once these cars got out of the way, I just kind of slowly creep my way out, and here's Jason and Paul coming in. I'm like, grab them on the phone quick. I'm like, hey, you guys are tailing this fish house way too close. You should probably watch, and at that point... I can hear. Holy crap!
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, 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 yes, <laughs> we were. So we're talking to Kyle, and the fish house is in front of us. And uh, if you're if you're leaving Woodland Resort, you're going to come up on kind of a high piece of ground, and then you take a turn that heads to the north. At right by Hal Crawford's house there, and this truck was coming, and it spun out and it swung. And it missed the new ice house that Lake Region State is going to auction. The tail end of that house by probably a foot, and then it comes down the road backwards <laughs> toward us, and we're t- us, we're on the phone talking about it. Just started with a b- bewilderment and profanity are just spewing <laughs> out of us. And I don't know how he missed the house, and he missed us. I thought it was going to be he was going to hit me right in the left front light gonna pop the hood spring the front panel on the on the left side the airbags are gonna go out we're gonna spill our beer and i don't know if the hand of god just kind of went whoop not today boys we're just gonna slide you over there and he ended up in the ditch facing facing north the way he was coming and we went in there and that was kind of wild wasn't it speaking of holy crap (laughs) when we checked into our cabin Jason,
2: the first thing Jason said was, "I've got to change my shorts," <laughs> and he went into the bedroom and out he came with a new pair of pants on. They were shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Interpret that how
1: you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Hey, I was having some pants all day. You guys know I wear shorts. I don't, I don't think you're telling the story. weird. <laughs> <laughs> people are wanting to hear this story, but that was new to me just now.
2: So. <laughs> but it was quite a true story. So. <laughs>
3: So it was, so we almost, yeah, we almost had, uh, the new fish house got hit before it was even auctioned off. We just got all the tickets sold and then we're kind of been in there. So I'm help. me and Paul are moving stuff and that would have been just a bad start to the day, but we got lucky and and it has affected. I mean, we've had some people that just can't show up because Uh of the weather. Hey, we understand that's just the way it is. Uh, it's better to play it safe, uh, than to push it. And, uh. But, I mean, we were talking about that vintage Ag Swag uh, material. Uh, that's going to help out. There's a connection here in the recording studio. So we had to get a vintage judge, and then that, and one of them is Greg Dahl, because he's seen so much stuff and uh, has taken on that task with Andrew Thostenson, of course, and that should be a good time. We're, we're going to see some really cool things.
4: I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's uh, um, My background is I uh, was... Before A lot of the uh, egg industry that uh, we've all gone through. And uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing some things from uh, the past. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm having a ball.
3: Yep. And then the other part of that uh, vintage egg swag uh, goes back to Carnes's area where he grows up. So we just, I don't know, it was December 1st and there was uh, prairie fire that got away and went after uh, Denton. So, well, hey, there, uh, Mr. Uh, Lewis Coupler.
0: No, there you Sorry go. To, uh,
3: the Agile Agronomist has popped his head into here. Yeah, and we're doing a little, you know, recording, live but that's recording. okay. Well, good, I'm
0: glad to
2: interrupt. I'm going to steal your uh, side-by-side. Okay. Just don't destroy it, please. I'm going to 100 miles an hour. we can
3: take you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Camaraderie and an agronomy on ice is
2: awesome.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so before we were so rudely interrupted yeah, by yeah, our yeah. by our sponsor, our main sponsor yeah, yeah. for One. the Agronomist Happy Hour yeah. Pushing Derby, uh, Mr. Lewis Coupler, which now you can probably hear the... Uh, the tracks getting going here, but Denton, Montana, December one had a fire. Yeah, they did. And uh, I, you know more about it, Carnes uh, than than we do. But we got we're selling fifty fifty tickets, and uh, some of the stuff to go to eggs with egg swag is to do a donation yep. out to uh, that community because it was kind of it wasn't a good deal.
0: It was not. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. You know, you can call it whatever you want to call it. We've just been experiencing some pretty. Uh, this last year was a very very bad drought for uh, most all of Montana, but more particular, uh, the east, eastern central and eastern Thank Montana you. under severe drought conditions, and and we've had a lot of wind, and sometimes that just doesn't go well together, and you can only imagine, we've had, uh, uh, we, we had winds that were in that, you know, 50, 60 mile an hour, you know, small hurricane type force winds, and When that happens and you have power poles that just aren't really uh, designed for that, you end up with like arcing and things like that. And that's how this one started. It started along a highway. Um, They believe that the power lines didn't come down, but they arced. They swayed enough side to side that they actually caused some arcing kind of thing. Uh, Caught grasses on fire below them in the ditch. It was right, right next to a highway. And, it, and the winds were 50, 60 miles an hour, and before anybody knew what was going on, it was a mile down the road, and 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 can't, uh, can't imagine. And uh, they they were able to, you know, God bless our rural firefighters because uh, they're volunteers. You know, they get called up at nine in the at night or 10 o'clock at night, and and say, hey, we got a fire going, and we need all hands on deck, and and there were multiple responders. I mean, it was like communities from I mean it was from all over uh, central Montana and they they were able to try to get it subdued and, they, and the sad thing is they kind of had it subdued but if you've ever been involved in uh, uh, firefighting uh, especially in central or in most agricultural communities especially when you have cattle there's there's a lot of dung that's out there right and it catches on fire and it doesn't go out right away right you got to go through and, and smolders smolders away and and, and what happens if the wind picks them up, right? Because at 60 miles an hour, those things don't sit on the ground. And, and uh, they, that's ultimately what ends up happening, they think, is that they had it basically contained, they had it stopped, and all of a sudden it took off again. At about, you know, they worked all night. Started at 9, 9.30, and by, by 4 or 5 in the, in the morning, they thought they had it controlled, and it was within about a half mile of this community. And for whatever reason, they it just... it. It, whether it was something like that or a tumbleweed that was on fire, they don't know. But it it it, it started up again, went right down the railroad tracks, and it caught some of the uh, elevators. The predominant force, you know, how most towns, right? Their biggest, mm-hmm. whether it's a water tower or it's uh, an elevator, a lot of times those are the predominant figures in a, in a small town and and uh, features, I guess I should say. And and they caught fire, some of them, and and then it was just like bombing you know they it was uh you know pieces of uh, burning embers that would just be bombed out into the air uh, with all that wind and land in the middle of town and multiple houses uh you know uh, upwards to 40 50 structures were damaged in the town and multiple a lot of them 20 some of them burned to the ground uh so it was pretty devastating to a town of about 250, you know, people. Uh, you you can imagine when, you know, multiple families were involved, and right. it, it was it was a pretty it was pretty traumatic, and they're still struggling um, to this day. I mean, it, it's like what do you do, you know? I mean, the good news is it's amazing the the support and rally, you know. Um, I remember the day I came home from that. I I you know I'm not on about volunteer at this point, but. I was at work, and I came home, and <clears throat> it, it, the, the structures were still trying to burn. And, and we're talking, uh, you know, most of these volunteer fire departments in these small towns don't have structure control fire, to, you know, ladders, hooking ladders, or whatever you want to call them, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have that kind of equipment. They have grassland equipment, right? And there were people coming from Helena, from uh, Great Falls, uh, big ladder trucks, uh, wow. structure control, yeah, Lewistown, all these big communities uh, were like sending structure control and uh, it was it was pretty cool to see I mean right just I mean from and we're talking that, that's 60 70 80 miles away these, these people are bringing their trucks and saying hey you know we got you got a problem we're gonna send you a truck and you know and 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 they're volunteered I mean they, they those people are paid by the communities but they volunteered to go yeah and say hey we this community needs your help we got to go so you know, and if it wasn't for that kind of support and and help, I think there could have been more loss and and structure. But it, it's really great that you know. I know uh, Jason called me and said, "Hey, we heard this happen, and and one of the things they wanted to do with this kind of a swag deal is and and to have like a uh, uh, some kind of auction or whatever to to that, that some of the proceeds of that would go to help these guys." And and uh, and I'm like, well, that's awesome. I mean, you know. I mean, we're talking. How many miles is it from here to Denton, Montana? I mean, it's. it's I don't know. You drove it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, it's four, or five hundred miles, right? Yeah. You know, so it, it's it's, but it's awesome. But we're that community's getting that kind of support, and and I'm going to tell you, I mean, they've gotten a lot of financial support, but anything helps. I mean, these people lost their everything. Right. You know, that's hard.
3: I mean, hard. We're not, and we're not going to change the world with with a raffle, uh, you know. And we're kind of hoping that maybe anyone who wins the raffle would would donate that all back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easier when you got to do ten ninety nine stuff, and and you and there's websites. You type in Denton, Montana relief, and you're going to find if if you can't make it here and you want to help, uh, it doesn't it, You know, it doesn't take a lot, but it from an individual but if you have a lot of individuals that do it it adds up pretty quick it does yeah Yeah. and from
2: my perspective i came all the way from west central idaho and yeah part of it was for the fun and for the fishing but also we have the opportunity here to meet with a agronomist from primarily north dakota but from minnesota and south dakota and montana and you know on top of that there are some causes and you know i'm going to compliment the the folks that put this thing together because to be honest with you my wife and i were talking about where are we going to go in february (laughs)
0: and
2: caribbean florida hawaii tahiti
3: no devil's lake north dakota it's it's awesome
0: it is is It's, it's
3: different and, and maybe you didn't think that last time when it was raining, we almost got smashed by that, <laughs> that vehicle. Or uh, today it was like, it was a blizzard. It was like full-blown blizzard. Oh, yeah, but it was, yeah. I don't know. You know what? Uh, how many times have you went somewhere with somebody and something like that happens and that's, what you're, that's the trip? It's who you're mm-hmm. with and the circumstances that happen. So sometimes
1: you don't remember when things are just peachy keen and great, but... Let me tell you, every time you go on a trip somewhere, like I think of it like every fishing trip that took extra work or, you know, you're in inclement weather and you're like, wow, that was terrible. But you look back and go, so awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and there's hunting trips where you're like, we really climbed that mountain? God, that was stupid. But I really remember that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and, yeah. And, and here's this one, you know, like you uh, you and Rizal yeah. were stuck overnight on the highway to, to do what? To, to come... To a egg event on
3: the ice. And and not catch any fish. And not
2: catch a damn, <laughs> hey, we yeah, am
1: working, I'm on. We're, we're still I'm
3: working, working on it. The day is not over yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm that's true, on that's yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're I, still
0: fishing. We're still fishing at this moment.
3: I think the sleeper here is Greg Dahl. He's just got that calm collectiveness about him.
1: <laughs> so so do you mean sleeper, like as in physically sleeping? Wake <laughs> <laughs> up. Because, because it looked like you were getting a sleepies after I, that. Late I am
4: lunch. having <laughs> such a good time. And I'm busy cooking a walleye sandwich, and I'm okay. I'm having a ball. <laughs> the world is wonderful, and you guys, thank you for brightening it up.
1: So, um, so anybody that doesn't know Greg Dahl, I, there, you know, if you listen to our podcast about a year ago, Greg was on, and we actually did a preview to Agronomy on Ice last year. But more notably, if you want to know, this is Agronomist Happy Hour. We talked to Agronomist Greg Dahl is an outstanding agronomist that actually is somebody that works in the adjuvant world in the side of that industry. And actually, you want to go check out a more recent episode of the War Against Weeds podcast. Because if you want to know what Greg does and what Greg knows, get on that podcast. Go look for the one where they talk about adjuvants. And you are going to have your mind blown, I think, in a few circumstances. And it's really going to help sharpen your knowledge on adjuvants.
3: Yeah, so all of us at one time uh, worked for the same company. And uh, I think people, uh, I felt very comfortable that people knew or felt that we knew a lot of stuff about adjuvants. Well, our teachers, Greg, yeah. that, that's who got us to where we were. And so, I mean, when it comes to the adjuvants in, in the world of ag, this guy is he's just, he's right there with the best. I mean, he's, he's how they're made. And it's, it's a practical aspect on a lot of things, too. You can get in the complex stuff, which we kind of like to geek out about. But then there's also the the uh, the other side of a lot of things that really helps. The explanation of why. And I think that's a lot of what agronomists do uh, on one whatever subject. I mean, last night, what type of different discussions did we get in over the table last night?
2: We went from uh, the origins of BT corn and Roundup Ready, you know, all the way through precision agriculture and and uh, soil health is with what I've been doing lately. And uh, we got into to the whole gamut across the board. And that's what's so valuable about this experience is people form their little groups and sit around and they talk. And we all learn from each other. We have a lot of fun, too. I
3: had a, I had a great discussion last night about alfalfa. And it was just one of these deals where uh, the farmer sitting next to me who came with the retailer uh, was talking about how someone had made... So much money this last year on alfalfa because of how the, the drought and the prices took off. And I said, oh, alfalfa, I, you know, I spent three years in Minnesota. and Here we got in this discussion about relative feed value, what's the use of the alfalfa, where it's going. We had a great conversation. That was not something I anticipated it would be a topic last night, but you never know.
2: Yeah, you know, we had a, a young man who was an alfalfa farmer, and I think I talked to him for 45 minutes about what we do in Idaho and the differences in our environments and how uh, the relative feed value changes based upon humidity and, and the number of cuttings and all of those sort of things. And I think I learned a little bit from him, and
3: I hope he had learned a little bit from me. Didn't I, didn't, weren't you guys talking about gibberellic acid? Was that my right ear? Were you guys, you guys sitting next to me, or who well, was, that? was that? would have been. Was that an uh, alfalfa topic as well? Or was it uh, some and stuff that we were talking
2: about? We were talking, talking about Ascend, and which yep. has gibberellic yeah. acid yep. in it. Yeah. And the, but we got off on a sidetrack on what all gibberellic acid does. I used to put GAs on rice 35 years ago to get it to emerge quicker. Sure. So these things have been around a long time. And, uh, you know, the collective wisdom in the room was really, really nice last only
3: night. Only to be dampered by mm-hmm. the beer we were consuming, of course. But that probably brought up a really good conversation. (laughs) The more beer, the wiser we became.
1: (laughs) There's a certain catalyst with beer. And then if you go too late into the evening, then you you go past the plateau and start going downhill.
4: (laughs) But but I want to back you up just a second in that, um, you know, to have an idea, you've got to have inspiration. And so we had last night lots of inspiration. <laughs> that's a good save. That's a good save.
2: <laughs> with with a little bit of BS mixed in. Yeah. Oh, there's a. Yeah. But not how, too much. That's how
0: good ideas come. And, and so that's the whole point
1: of what agronomy on ice is. I mean this this fishing thing kind of originated. Why we're all here a day early is because everyone was coming a day early to go fishing. And yes, predominantly is this North Dakota residents that come here. Absolutely. But me and Jason made a quick round earlier in the day. It, the weather was crappy, and so people didn't get the fishing plans they wanted to originally make. And a lot of people just started setting up camp within the Agronomy on Ice kind of a circle or village or whatever you want to call this, that's straight out in front of Woodland Resort. And we started bouncing around, and yes, were some people from Devil's Lake? Yep. But we, we talked to a group of guys, uh, what was it, uh, Steve, what's Steve's last name? An- anyways, a bunch of uh, Bayer people. Reps and they work in the decalb corn seed side of the business. And they were coming from southeastern Minnesota or southern Minnesota, and they work on that side. We know we have plant pathologists that were out fishing with us, yeah. And, and so I know I think me and Jason will be talking with those guys, but courtesy can, of Andrew Friscop,
3: and they're on are, the leaderboard
2: on the fishing tournament, yes. Too. Yeah. Yes, one All of the, them. Speaking the of leaderboards, someone from Idaho has a number one northern pike. <laughs>
3: Nobody, yeah, just be careful, ever, that could change. <laughs> nobody's <laughs> Nobody's ever been so happy to catch a northern his ball.
1: <laughs> but and today's on the, the day, but right? The board. The day. But he's on the
3: leaderboard. I'm on the board. leaderboard. There ain't no place like first place, right? That's right. Yeah.
2: And, and we need to thank Kyle for setting up the derby because it's all on apps. It's all live. We can track each other's catches. Uh, Fish Donkey, I
3: believe, is the name of the app. Yes. And it's it's really been a lot of fun. It is fun, yeah. And that's the, kind of the point we're trying to get with all this stuff, is that we're going to sit around. I mean, we're just like ag nerds, right? I mean, there's no way about it. And uh, we talk about stuff. Yeah, our wives remind us of that every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not only just wives, yeah. Especially no, no. yours, Paul.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I get told all the time I'm, I'm nerding out again.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> well, you know, uh, Woodland Resort did a... Uh, a great thing for us. They were they were very concerned. We've had a lot of snow, so we've had we've had a stretch in here of some cold weather, and we've got so much snow on this lake that we, it insulates it. And uh, so we get out here, we probably got twenty inches of ice, and they decide we're going to make streets and alleys because we want this kind of set up in a more of a tailgate scenario, so you can go from more house to house instead of groups and pods. And people like this; you can tell by them setting up, they like it already. We are probably going to have to get some vehicles off the ice. Because of the extra weight and the amount of snow, when you drill a hole, the water comes out. And, <laughs> oh, we, yes, it does. Right? Does that sound like an adjuvant formulation, Mr. Greg <laughs> <Gumbel? laughs> it, it, It's It's actually
4: something called
3: hydraulics. <laughs> and it's real. And if your house freezes down, that's real too. Yep. Right? So we're, we're, we're paying attention to that. We're in a spot that's really not that great of fishing. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of a cool event. Uh, My thing this year with this event is I handed off stuff to people, okay? So the the bottom line is uh, have a team that you can work with, let them go do what they're really good at, and let them run, and you will have a much better event with a lot less stress and a lot less work because if something's fun and they like to do it or they're really good at it, there. So Bridget Riedel did the tweet up. There, now you're up to 84% not, uh, mentions in the podcast, Bridget. Uh, Kyle did. Uh, we, were talking about, we were talking about that last night, too. Which, by the way, she is going to have some of the most stellar egg swag at this event. I, I will wait for pictures on Twitter and Instagram.
0: That's not to influence you, Greg, as, as the judge.
3: Right. Yeah. So...
0: The
4: <laughs> the judging will be subjective, and all results are final.
3: This <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it sounds like the Russian judge at figure skating at the Olympics, doesn't it? Yeah. 7.9, 7.9, 8.1, 2.7.
0: <laughs> I, I, I
1: am very excited for this egg swag thing, though, because the pictures that have been shared on Twitter... Are one thing you're like, hey, that's super cool, that puffy jacket or that leather jacket or whatever. But I got to see some of these things in person finally last night. And wow, pictures do not do some of this stuff justice. And and not only that, everyone must have been a lot smaller. Yeah, back uh, you know 30, 40 oh, years heaven. ago. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I would wear some of that, but yeah, it, yeah. it wouldn't. It'd it, be it like shrunk. a Chris Farley skit on. Yeah, S- it, <laughs> it, it would be the. It, I don't even know if I can get quite to Chris Farley because I don't know if I could get it even get even to there. Yeah, now. yeah.
3: Uh, we we got a couple things donated from uh, Austin Shelke from Aberdeen, South Dakota, and I'm just going to say thank you for that. And we opened up those two jackets, and one of those looked like it had just come off where it was made. Really? It, oh, when, when you see this, Karnis? yeah, you are—you will not believe it. It's unbelievable. And Pete Pete Ness has got some stuff, an old Asgrow, and uh, what was it, cow candy uh, oh, type of coat?
1: Yep, really? cow candy. Yep, cow that c- was at Peter's. Yep.
3: yep. And uh, I know some other people got some stuff. I've brought some things. Uh, so it's just a good time uh, to do that. But, yeah, you hand off things like that. Would, Pete didn't want to really get involved. It was his idea. Hey, I got it. My wife's doing some stuff with food. Uh, businesses have supported this uh, really well. It's just a good time, and uh, tomorrow we're going to get out and talk to a lot of people. And I know there's going to be a lot of connections that we'll make because of it. And they'll who knows? It might not be work related. It might be fishing related. It might be fun. It might be yeah. other stuff.
4: So, so that's one thing I'd like to bring up, which is these are the greatest people. And thank you, and and everybody that's that's helping out. Um, these people are wonderful. And uh, we care for each other, and we have a good laugh. Um, I love to be festive, and I will be plenty festive. And uh, um, it's, a, it's kind of a celebration. I mean, it's, a, it's an ag event, and uh, if, you're, if you're not here this year, uh, too bad for you, but get here next year. So.
0: Well, well, and I also want to put in a plug for, you know, this whole... St- vintage swag deal and, and how it's going to benefit somebody not from here, right? And to me it speaks volumes of agriculture and how generous that people can be when they hear of a small community that's not even in their area and and come up with ideas that they can do to try to help them, you know? And Because, you know, I mean, there's been multiple... I know there's been places where one or two houses have burned down and and, and the communities come together, you know. And, but when people hear of multiple houses within a community that have been impacted, you know, it, it destroys a community of small yeah, town well, stature. Yeah. It can completely destroy them. And and yet you've got people from all over that have come together and, and have pitched in to try to help them. That, that just, I don't know, it, it makes my heart feel good.
3: It was, you know, and, and there was a lot of things after Denton. You had the the really bad tornadoes and storms yeah. that went through. Yeah, you know, it almost Illlo-
1: overshadowed it. Yeah, it did.
3: Illinois and Kentucky that was that was a big deal. It was that was great. huge. That was unbelievable. So there's there's that type of things in that part of the world that exactly we we could also be helping people out in those communities. Yes, and then you had was it Superior or Brumfield, Colorado had fires. Yes, yes.
4: Yeah.
2: my uh, son lived three miles from those, and. He works for Fox News as a cameraman, and he has some horrifying, or just he was. It was horrible for him to have to go film that. Yeah.
3: And then, what was the story you were telling me, Paul, about that? They're they're selling those lots because those people. There's a lot of people who are not coming back to rebuild.
2: Yeah, I was in Denver on the way down here and or over here, and uh, Denver News talked about they were just starting to resell those lots, and a lot of folks. They were just so devastated they could never go back, and so well they were advertising those.
3: Well, you could, Can you imagine if you okay you lose your home, right? It's not your house, it's your home, but then it's your community, and you got your neighbors, yep. and there's you you have all this stuff. I don't I don't know how you I don't know that's that's really it's really tough. We got there's so much need out there. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some days where you think it's a, you got a bad day. Go on Twitter for five minutes, and you can you see people struggling with all kinds of things, mental health, uh, terminal illnesses, um, suicide, things like that. There's a lot of uh, the best thing we can do is help each other and and uh, that type of thing. But that's part of what we're doing here with this event. Part of it is, is uh, building stronger bonds with people. But I, I've always found it if you have a good time, the work stuff that you want to do goes a lot easier. That's just that's just <coughs> me, but. I better not start tearing up your Carnes.
0: I'm about to have another drink. <laughs> it's, it's starting to get me, get to me.
3: You didn't bring any uh, any lamb for us, did you? No. You drove all this way yeah. and you didn't bring any lamb. Oh, my are you goodness. shitting me? Oh my God! <laughs> Tracy, throw him out. <laughs> <laughs> That's strike two. Oh no, we would never <laughs> do we would never do that to you.
2: It's not even that cold out there yet. <laughs> He's from Montana. He can handle a little cold. Yeah, I can. I can Open walk the around. Door. Yeah,
0: I can almost be in shorts right now, but it, it's all right. We'll yeah. be. In, I'll be in shorts tonight. You would have to yeah. be Jason Hanson. I know, I'm absolutely. I, I, I'm not quite that. that so when that, we were crate, talking crate.
3: about that alfalfa discussion, <laughs> and I put the shorts on right after I. Your your little story, how I had to change his shorts, shorts, that type of thing. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and and a farmer's next to me, and he kind of looks down at me. He's like, "Uh, so uh, you wear shorts all the time? I'm like, yeah, I do. He goes, you do? He probably probably thought, okay, how would I end up on the end of this table with that guy? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody else is normal. I'm like next to the one freak, you know. Uh, What what the heck? That's just how it is. But but it's... uh, yeah, it's been a good week. Uh, so I'd like to thank everyone that's sitting here that makes a trip over. I can't ask for people to take uh, this time. It's commitment uh, to come to something that's a couple days. Uh, those are the type of things, I think, in life that are always the most fun. You're like, ah, should we do it? Can we do it? I don't know. Um, Paul and Sharon, they flew out from a long ways. Mm-hmm. Greg comes from, I mean, down, you're almost in Wisconsin, Pertinier, right? Yep. And, yeah. Uh, uh, Kyle's actually the closest, and that's Dickinson. That's still five hours away type yeah, of deal. It's still
0: a long ways
1: away. <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's still yeah, a out of, the, out of this group, yeah. Right.
3: <laughs> but uh, we it is uh, it is a good time. Uh, our wives put up with a lot of stuff, as most spouses do. I mean, we're just all guys sitting here, so it's, we say wives, but any any females in the industry, uh, their husbands, they, they know the score, too, when you're in this line of work. But any other, any other things that popped up last night that were uh, conversations or today? Stick out. I'll take take so, that as a no. <laughs> uh, so, so I would say this for those. Need of, another beer. So I'd say this
4: for those of you uh, that haven't been here. Come see this part of the world. It's really nice part of the world. Uh, good things to see and great people
0: and great food
4: and uh, we uh, have a good time.
0: Oh heck yeah! You bet. That's why you know everybody asked me. So where are you going? Uh, Next week, you going on a ground me on ice? I say, yeah, I am. <laughs> and they go really? I'm like, well, yeah. You bet, I'm going to be here. This is uh, and not only, not only is it to get to meet, you know, be with friends and uh, former co- colleagues and 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 people that I respect and love to be with. That it's also, you know, you can go and have discussions about things. You know, I mean, you go into different ice houses, you could have a discussion about. Who knows what? Oh yeah, and a lot of it's agriculture related, and you, you share perspectives, and you know, I mean, it, it's a it is a great place to it is a great place to kind of get other people's perspectives, and and not only to have a good time with them and visit, but but make connections, and it, it is kind of a fun event, you know. And They're, what and,
2: happens in ice houses
3: doesn't <laughs> stay in ice houses. <laughs> 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 Believe me. <laughs> I just, I just got a message here on Twitter I was going through because I was trying to, uh, when you're talking about uh, where you could be or what you could do, uh, Nikki Zaraka was supposed to have a trip to California. Really? Yeah, with her company, and it got canceled, I think, due to COVID. So she was so excited, and she was telling her coworkers, I don't have to go to California. I'm going to spend a day on a lake in North Dakota in February. <laughs> and they were like, what? What are you talking about? And she's like no, and she's she she's, is
1: kicking ass right now. She's yeah, lighting the lead on the walleye She, she is lighting it up on the attorney, per- isn't she? Good yes. for
3: her. Yeah. yeah. But then I also got a text here from uh, our ludicrous cooker right. Ryan Taylor. Yeah, he's not going to make it. The roads, oh no. Oh. Yeah, the roads. So who's are you? Are you the new?
4: Geez, oh. I'm not a Ludicrous cooker. I'm a ludicrous
1: eater. Do we ha- yeah, but <laughs> you have enough
2: Norwegian in you. You need to, to step no, up.
1: Okay. Hey, there's enough wisdom in this room listening to Ryan Taylor talk about cooking. The what we need is a two-tined fork. Yeah, I don't right. have a two-tined fork. So yeah. we
3: have we know what we have for raw ingredients. We know we have for a formulation. <laughs> and there's an exothermal reaction that yeah, has to okay. occur, right? Yeah. Oh he's coming around. He's no. coming around. Yeah. Folks.
4: I, Greg Greg's getting I, fired up. Yeah. I I I don't have a cooker and uh, um but we can find water and, so, and so we have so got to So what's got the Lutefisk. PKA but, of that. <laughs> but, but, but
2: but folks, we're talking ludifisk. There's no way you can make it taste bad. <laughs> oh, yes, there is.
1: <laughs> oh, yes.
2: There's lots of ways to make it taste bad.
4: <laughs> but the, you you can, if you follow my rules, you, you can do it. So it's got to be piping hot. It's got to be just flooded with hot butter. And you can't have smelled it for a long
1: time. Those, and, those, and those are the notes for eating it. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> That's not <laughs> for it. Like I said, I'm the eater. I mean, it's just like I'm the designated I think rider, he's qualified
2: you know? to be the cook. I think he's just been volunteered. It, oh, it was
1: something about boiling water, yep. the two-tine fork, yep. and you put your piece of lutefisk into that boiling water and it's, it's the doneness factor oh. is when you stick your two-tine mm. fork in there and if that fork... God, you, you... you know how like when you use a stainless steel pan yeah. And you're cooking meat, and it when it first goes on there and sears, if it's not ready to be flipped, yeah. it's stuck on the pan. Yeah. So that's just like the two-tined fork when you're cooking lutefisk. If you stick that two-tined fork into the filet of lutefisk, and it sticks back, and it, you know, as yep. as our good friend Ryan Taylor would say, it's fighting like a walleye that hopefully Carnes or Paul or Greg hook into soon because we are I see
0: nothing on the radar so <laughs> <yeah. laughs> yeah, because we still are I fishing see nothing. So if it fights back, it's not ready. But yep. yeah, if it
1: comes out smooth, like all that butter, you're gonna yep. pour on it later. Yep. Then then we're done. Yep. So yeah, those words are ingrained. In my memory, from the but, great Ryan but, Taylor, as it, far as uh, Lunafest cooks go.
4: So, so I'll I'll support
1: you, but
4: uh, um, sounds like you know a lot about it, and I'm hoping Thawsonson knows a lot about it. And oh yeah, and, oh we're uh, so, gonna heavily rely on Andrew Thawson. So I'm the I'm the rumor Grout guy. So
3: well, okay, so you okay, you're the rumor Grout guy, but when that. Uh, but you're also the adjuvant guy. So when we were talking about this cooking all stuff, how many adjuvants have you been involved with, Greg, that have come to the market,
4: right? Oh, I don't know, but a lot. Um, between that and herbicides and other yeah. things and whatnot, uh, over 100. So
3: Oh, just over 100. Mm-hmm. How oh, yeah. many uh, patents
4: have your name on them? Uh, about a dozen. There you and, go. And, 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 and I do want to, I need to do this. Um, I want to thank uh, Dr. John Nalewaia for teaching me a lot of stuff because a lot of the things we did were based on his research and, and him actually developing adjuvant classes. I'd like to thank Dr. Um, uh, Joe Janowski um, because he was a genius and uh, 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 basically he did a lot of this stuff and I learned really well. And then I'd like to thank uh, Dr. Don Penner uh, for the cornzorb technology and everything that came out of that. I've had really wonderful people to learn from and uh, it's been good. It's been really good. So well,
3: I think you can cook now. I think that's the- <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and so cook, this cook, cook, you, will you, be no who problem. You, who are you gonna bet on? If you're if you're putting your money down, black or red, and none of us have patents and he's got twelve, am <laughs> <laughs> going all in on Greg Dahl. Yeah, yeah, me too. We <laughs> um, so, so so yeah.
4: so but I probably can do a good job of keeping Ludifisk from drifting, so
0: Touche <laughs> Touche <Touché. laughs> There's, yeah. There's the It's like a fund. polyacrylamide
3: To some degree It's a very <laughs> thick type Of
2: uh, <laughs>
3: sticky right? I, I remember doing a spray clinic One time and I won't name the company But I used their polyacrylamide And you know how it is It's just like when you're making chili yep. You're making chili and it's like Well if a little bit's good a whole lot's better yep and uh, fired up the spray table, and it came out of the nozzle like you turned on the water out of a faucet, right? Just straight down. There was no pattern whatsoever. And I thought, hey, I kind of showed my competition's product as junk. What I didn't realize is that what I created was a live well that was just, like, full of northern slime. And then I had to clean that thing (laughs) up. Oh, yeah, and it won't clean up. No, (laughs) it it took me, like, three, four times. I never did that ever again. It was just stupid. Yeah.
1: So, this all is coming back to fish and lutefisk and cooking, and we're nearing towards the end of this, and the one thing we missed the week before, or whenever this airs, maybe it's two weeks before, is we always try to make an ending note on beer, and one thing we haven't mentioned that I know you've heard more than enough, you've seen enough on Twitter, you've seen enough on Facebook and Instagram and all that, but we have this special beer called lutefisk lager, so... (laughs) We know we're doing this egg Swag thing. That's a raffle, an auction, whatever it is. There's money going into that. The money coming from that is going to Denton, Montana, for a relief. Um, but then we also have another good cause. And, and so those that listen to the podcast know the Ludafisk Lager story. I think you were drinking some kind of god awful beer. And and you, know you made the comment that, gosh, Ludafisk Lager would be better than this. Yeah. And and that kind of grew legs. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of created its own monster, so to speak. And yeah, we uh, we started with seventy four cases worth and I think only sixty six have made it to the ice. Yep. Uh, it turns out the Lutheran churches absolutely <laughs> demanded yes that they want to donate in,
3: in fact i got a text from my this, the secretary of at the church and says i this is a real text i'm not kidding you. i i opened up the fridge at church and there was this beer this can in there and she did not see that she didn't realize it was beer, but she says, I didn't know they made lutefisk in cans. <laughs> and our pastor said, no, that's actually a six-pack of this beer that I'm saving. And she says, oh, really? What's, what's the deal? Oh. Casualty. Uh, and then we, uh, she says, well, I'm, I need a 12-pack of that because she has stuff going on. with." I got, I got people on our church council at our church that saw this, and they said, I need this because I have a family reunion. My heritage is Scandinavian, and every year we bring this thing to the family reunion. And she goes, and we kind of give out a prize. She goes, I already know I'm going to win.
2: <laughs> we have a new leader. Largest walleye just came in on the on the app.
3: Okay.
1: There's actually been a couple new leaders that have come yeah. in. But, but back to the lutefisk.
2: I had no idea Lutherans drank beer.
3: <laughs> you should have hung out with Martin Luther. <laughs> um yeah, yes, good good point. Yep, yep. It's, yep, yep. Beer is beer is good, yep. absolutely. Yep. yep. But yeah, we got we got this idea, it was on our trek out to Montana. And uh, we was like, you know what we should do, Kyle says we should come up with this beer. And uh, he he's got his brother is an FFA advisor in rugby. So we had to find out North Dakota Century Code, one, if we could do it, and then two if the North Dakota FFA Foundation would let us do it because we're going to just do this as a fundraiser to them. So we're not we're not taking any proceeds from this above. We're going to cover our costs, yep. which from a cost standpoint, it's the largest check I've ever brought in and beer in for my life. <laughs> but I have complete confidence that uh, this will all go, and don't be surprised if at some point in the future we have a second run on it. Yeah. Because I, I think there's that much demand.
2: Jason and Kyle are very nervous about shipping beer across international boundaries.
3: <laughs> uh, I can tell you who's not going to do it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> this, <laughs> this cowboy is not going to do it because there have been many requests. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We've had different states have requested different provinces.
0: I, I do have a car that can fit quite a few cases, so
3: <laughs> yeah. you can't take that back well, to Montana. Where, where you gonna if you fill it full of beer? Where are you gonna sleep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God knows, there's no motels. <laughs> 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 no. No, that's, that's true. So yeah, I, I've trans. We've transported, and uh, Paul's helped me uh, move quite a few of this beer, and we we've got it and. It's just something else that's kind of unique, and it's it's the Agronomist Happy Hour kind of brand, and, and part of the, our podcast here is there's agronomy stuff, there's relationship stuff, but there's also fun stuff, and that's and that's one of the fun things.
1: Yeah, for sure. Right, so if you're one of the donors to the Ludafisk Lager thing, we really thank you on that, and, and that's uh, really all on the beer topic I think I want to cover, but I think that makes a great ending note for this. It's just like... How we kind of like to talk about the agronomist happy hour is it's agronomy, it's beer, it's fun. I would say one more step in agronomy on ice is it's agronomy, beer, food, fun, and just great connections. If, if and I think
2: that's the right order from what I've observed. Oh, Sorry, Kyle. It, it's Keep No, you're,
1: you're absolutely right. It's one of those things that this agronomy on ice can get looked at like it's a tailgating thing. One, yes. But if you want to see a fresh perspective and get into a great conversation... With somebody that does something similar to you, but in a totally different geography. Because we've got people from all over Minnesota, all over North Dakota. If Canada would have their borders open, yeah, we absolutely would welcome them. Canada's
3: here. doing some bigger things this week than, than this much, down here. is. They're much, much
1: bigger than agronomy on ice. Yeah. Probably much more important, too.
3: Yeah. Uh, from my first
2: year here, I would say 60% agronomy. Somewhere around 30% fishing and fun maybe 10% beer and 100% greatness. It's wonderful.
4: Don't <laughs> don't don't forget the food. Oh, That's
2: right. we did yes. forget the food. There's going to be a lot of that tomorrow. Never mind, I'm going to have to work on my math. <laughs> That's you know, funny. I always said,
0: you know, 3 out of 2 people can't do fractions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's- that's, uh, a, that's a
3: sheep farmer for you. <laughs> that is a sheep farmer. <laughs> oh, no. That, if I had 50
0: cents for every math test I failed, I'd have $8.40. <laughs> How much would you have for
2: every sheep joke you've heard? <laughs>
0: well, I'd be a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if I told them, I'd, I'd probably, if I got paid for every sheep joke I told, I wouldn't be in the sheep business. <laughs> there you go.
1: Well, there we go, folks. Again, we really appreciate you listening to the banter That is agronomy on ice, at least the pre, during the fishing event. We've got some fishing to do. We are at the golden hour, so to speak. We are in the last hour of the fishing event, so we're going to work really hard to make that happen.
3: Right. And that's, uh, we're going to close with this, another Garrison Keillor quote, okay? And that's the news from Agronomy on Ice, where all the women are strong, all the men are good-looking, and all the agronomists are above average. Huh? Cheers to that. Cheers. Perfect. Cheers. Cheers. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thank uh, you. Yeah.
1: Please hold for
3: a very important message. If you like and listen to this podcast, we have a couple favors to ask.
1: If you'd subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review, that's the farthest right star, we'd be extremely
3: grateful. And if you got any topic suggestions, write us a review or find us on our social media platforms on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, yeah. And one more thing. Send beer. Yes. Send beer.